we're seeing that calm down. Hashimoto's and, and other things related to the, the thyroid because of what we're doing. We're, like you said, training that system, allowing it to release those valuable hormones when we put it into that fight or flight. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, we're sort of jump-starting what was dormant before. Hello, this is Dr. Diva Nagula. Welcome to From Doctor to Patient, where our goal is to bring you topics of discussion that will educate you on the various healing modalities to help balance the mind, body, and spirit. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of From Doctor to Patient. Today, I have Joel Cruzada with me. He is the founder and president of CryoNext, a category leader in the whole world of whole body cryotherapy. He has four children, he's born in the Philippines, and moved to Chicago in 1976 and now resides in Orlando since 1991. He started CryoNext in May of 2016, but started in whole body cryotherapy in 2014. Now he offers the largest catalog of wellness modalities and distributes across the country with partners around the globe. Joel, welcome. Thank you for being on the show today. Well, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. This is an interesting times that we are facing these days. And I know there's just so much going on. And I just enjoy talking to people about various modalities that help the healing process of the human body. And I really want to, before we get into discussions of cold thermogenesis and whole body cryotherapy, if you don't mind just talking to us a little bit about your company and what your company does and offers. Back when cryotherapy was, was beginning in the U.S., I mean, it started maybe around maybe 15 years ago. Cryotherapy came into the U.S. via a cryotherapy unit, a whole body cryotherapy unit. You know, basically a chamber where liquid nitrogen is infused into the chamber and an individual goes in there for from a minute and a half to three minutes with temperatures from negative 160 degrees Fahrenheit all the way up, you know, down to negative 300 at some point, you know. These units were, were, there was maybe one or three units back then when we were coming in and maybe 50 locations across the, the country that actually had cryosaunas is what we called them. Uh, but back then it was trying to educate people, uh, mainly, you know, uh, in the medical world at that time, what these units were, were doing for individuals. And so I personally had to educate myself on what it was doing, you know, meet with the experts out there to teach me and to teach us of what it was doing. I saw it as a business opportunity. I saw it as a way, you know, to wrap a business around it, not necessarily put it into an existing business, but actually create a business around it. I was also trained as a franchise consultant. My background is in brand, marketing, design. Uh, all that stuff. And that's where, you know, I spent a lot of my life doing that. And so when I saw a, this cryosone, I'm like, this is a, this is an opportunity to get this out to the masses. The engineers back then loved to do what they did. And I loved doing what I did. And so we sort of partnered up and started marketing this, you know, modality, you know, to whoever was interested. But like I said, in the beginning, people were, were, I had to educate people on what it actually did. Um, and then as people started experiencing it for themselves, uh, it was a no-brainer, and it took off pretty fast. Back then, 
we had to fly people, you know, to a, a location to just try the unit. Now it's everyone knows exactly what it does and they're, they're eager to jump in feet first to either A, bring it into their facility, existing business, or B, uh, create a whole new uh, business around it. It's really so, quite interesting with this, with this whole aspect of cryotherapy. And I, as you said before, it's been around for 15 years, but more and more areas and cities are offering cryotherapy through uh, private companies or through just salons or spas and, and things of that nature. I don't know if it's been something that has been brought into the home residence at this time. I mean, is that something that you foresee that's going to happen in the future? The whole, the, if, if, we, if we think outside the box of cryotherapy, the whole do-it-yourself, uh, you know, wellness, where I see you wake up, you go into your bathroom, and every modality you can think of is right there at, at your, your grasp, or from red light therapy to uh, infrared compression, oxygen, flotation, cryotherapy. If you can afford it, these are things that if you can have it inside a space in your room, then, you know, that's that's what I see being accessible to people because people are, especially during these times, this is what's happening is a lot more people are are conscious of, of their, their body. They're researching it. They've got more time on their hands to actually research it and read up on what's going on within their body. And we call it biohacking where people are starting to, you know, hack themselves from within. And you'll see once once this is all said and done, when it starts to sort of stabilize, more and more people are going to be well-versed in cryotherapy and all these other things as a means to, you know, treat themselves. And if they can't buy it for their homes, they're going to, you know, search out the businesses out there that do have it. But yes, I do see that. It's interesting how we've seen how this technology has advanced over the last 15 years. I mean, as a physician, we know the benefits of cold compression. In fact, there's a mnemonic that we use when we actually see a patient and treat the patient with an acute injury, specifically musculoskeletal injuries. So it's called the RICE method. So R is rest, I is ice, C is compression, and E is elevation. These is, this is the standard that we, how we educate and tell our patients to utilize this method when they go home to treat themselves, treat an injury that they just suffered recently. Mm-hmm. And we know that, and that's, we've always used ice. And then as, as like technology has developed and as the benefits of, of cold thermogenesis has been well known, it's been used in other conditions in the medical field. Like we know that patients who suffer from rheumatoid arthritis, they had these swollen joints and, and painful joints. And we were able to refer them to physical therapy or even tell the patients to go home and apply ice to those areas because it significantly reduces the pain and inflammation um, as caused by this autoimmune condition. And it's just taken to a different level now. So you know, talk to us is some of the benefits that you see or you know, that's been published with uh, uh, in terms of cryotherapy and how its effectiveness is in our well-being and, and on our bodies. Well, definitely, there's there's more published articles out there from various individuals that, that are are spearheading, the, you know, clinicals and stuff like that. We are, like me personally, especially during these times, talking with doctors who want to work with us to create more articles like that because 
you know, they're seeing what it can do on a personal level as well. You know, one doctor came to me and had some pain in his hip that was uh, chronic for a year. And after one treatment and through the weekend, it started to basically dis- dissipate, level out. And he, uh, he was amazed, you know, so we're starting to see more of those things. But, you know, specific, specific studies on, on sports therapy, on even um, mental health, there's stuff uh, published in PubMed, you know, so you can see a lot of those things. Of course, we, we say it may assist or it has been seen to assist in certain things, you know, so we're talking overall inflammation, right? Inflammation at the core, we're seeing it help, um, of course, uh, with sports injuries, aesthetics, you know, skin tightening, collagen restoration, and, uh, you know, um, of course, anything like for, for the skin, we, we're talking psoriasis, eczema, things like that of that, that nature. We're, we're taking cryotherapy and we're honing it in on a more local level as well. So people who can't go inside a, a system, they can experience the benefits on a local level. So when it comes to aesthetics for skin tightening, we're even seeing caloric burn. You know, these are things that, that of course aren't published or aren't recorded, but we're seeing it on a personal level. And we're, we're sort of careful of, of what we're, we say and do out there when it comes to this. But the people that do come, that, that experience this, uh, are the ones that tell us in person what they're experiencing. And so our locations see that benefit, they see it and they provide it. Uh, and they're you know very excited to grow their business uh, with these types of uh, benefits. But you can see online all the different things that it can do for you from helping you sleep as well, uh, helping you calm, relax, stay focused, headaches, of course, any kind of muscular pain, and arthritic conditions, autoimmune issues. Uh, we're seeing it assists in, in helping alleviate some of those pain that they experience from it, fibromyalgia, and, and other things like that. Yeah, it's amazing the array of conditions that it's applicable for. For me, what I find fascinating is how it is effective and how it kind of works and um, on our system, I mean, when you go into a whole body cryo unit, your body is faced in, in, in conditions where the temperature is dropped to minus 200 degrees Fahrenheit in some cases. And what that does on the body, it's quite amazing. It's, it shuts down a lot of our blood flow to our peripheral or our, our nervous system, and it preserves the core temperature. And it kind of evokes this sympathetic, sympathetic nervous system response or fight or flight. And to me, what it, what it kind of makes sense is how it works is that even though it elicits a fight or flight response, it, it, it's, it almost responds in a way because it produces the same hormones and then the hormetic response is the same. But it's interesting because it trains our sympathetic nervous system to be more efficient. Um, it's almost like working out or building a muscle you know if you have a if you're training your bicep muscle and you start lifting weights in when you first start it might be something very difficult to carry a load of 20 pounds but after working out your bicep muscle over a period of time it becomes a more efficient thing because you're able to lift that 20 pounds with a lot less effort and i like to use that analogy because i think that's how the cryo works with the sympathetic nervous system it, when your sympathetic nervous system actually is elicited, it works and it automatically kicks in, but it works in a more efficient way so that you're not really working as hard 
And to get into the sympathetic nervous system or fight or flight, it's quick. And then the response on the come down when the fight or flight response or the trigger is alleviated, you return back to your normal state uh, with ease. So I think that's, it's, it's interesting to me how, how effective that is in, in terms of training. But as you said, it's like if you're going to use a tank, it's one to three minutes. And it's, I've used it a couple of times and I know that it is quite, uh, it can be quite cold and challenging to complete the three minutes. Yeah. You, you explained it so eloquently, you know, if, uh, uh, I, I, definitely once you publish this and upload it, that that's what you explained is, is the simplest way to explain it because you, uh, plus a very detailed because you add the, the medical aspects, the scientific aspects of it into the conversation. You know what I mean? And that's, what you said, training the, you know, the sympathetic system, you know, when people come in and ask, is it going to, you know, am I going to uh, continue to experience this pain relief? Or am I going to continue to experience this, you know, sort of calorie burn after this session? What you just said is perfect, right? It trains the sympathetic system ongoing. And if you do it multiple times, you know, and you have a schedule to do it, then now you're totally assisting that system. Exactly. And the more you do it, we see the effects not only short term, but long term in terms of like promoting like cell longevity and promoting a overall reduction in inflammation because our flight or fight or flight response isn't that tax because it's working in a more efficient manner. So Mm -hmm. I really feel that that is a solution. One of the solutions to really reduce chronic inflammation and thus also reduces the chances of having these chronic diseases like diabetes, autoimmune conditions, and even cancer. You tell me this. Now, one of the things that, you know, we do see stress, right? Especially during these times, there's a lot of that going on. We were seeing a lot of thyroid issues, you know, as well. But then we're seeing that calm down, Hashimoto's and and other things related to the the thyroid because of what we're doing. We're, We're, like you said, training that system right? We're allowing it to release those valuable hormones when we put it into that fight or flight. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, we're sort of jumpstarting what was dormant before and not functioning properly. And then now we're seeing more issues like that start to be treated uh, in individuals. Right. And it's, it's fascinating. And I wish, I don't know what kind of research has been done in terms of levels of inflammation over a period of time with the utilization of cryotherapy, if there's been markers that have been drawn before and markers have been drawn after, or even a measurement of heart rate variability if we see over time, if indeed that cryotherapy has any benefits. I would love to see that kind of a research because that would really be a telltale as to the effectiveness of cold thermogenesis or specifically whole body cryotherapy. That's specifically what we, me personally am studying is the HRV. What you said. Oh, wow with this doctor and uh, seeing what, what kind of results we are, you know, the tests out there uh, consists of maybe 25 individuals. We're looking for a hundred plus to mm-hmm. really see, you know, these numbers. And what's your, your research uh, study entail if you're able to share with us? Uh, well, I'm leaving it all uh, to this doctor. He's a, you know, um, he's based here in Orlando, but he's got, I guess, 120 uh, preceptors across the country. And oh, wow. So, okay. Yeah. And so that's going to be very exciting to see what that does. So I'm letting him create the outline and, and all those things, and then we'll review it together. Oh, that's awesome. I'm looking forward to seeing the results of this study. I'm sure it's going to be positive, no doubt. What other products? I know whole body cryotherapy is just one form of cryo, and I know there's some other um, 
units that you guys sell and that are available that are more for specific uh, joints um, of the body or portions of the body that can be utilized um, for cryo instead of the whole body immersion. What other products are out there? Um, just to explain to, to the folks out there, the variability in its utilization for different parts of the body. It's Cryonex. We, of course, started with cryotherapy, and we're a sales and distribution company with exclusive partnerships uh, with various manufacturers uh, to you know, distribute and sell their equipment. Uh, and it doesn't stay with just cryotherapy. Uh, but we've also started our own locations, uh, you know, tested locations, you know, because we want to make sure we, we, we are able to showcase how these modalities work within a space. And we started with chi chiropractic and then we, we went into, you know, massage facility as well to see just exactly how these modalities treat their customers, patients, you know, so a lot of the stuff that we've, we've focused on, on the, on the, say like the chiropractic world is, is, a, you know, an integrative philosophy approach where we have the patient in the center and we surround them with, you know, wellness therapies, uh, cryotherapy. I always say you can't survive on cryotherapy alone as a business. You've got to be, you've got to create a, a turnkey logical system that addresses, you know, different things for different individuals, right? Cause everyone's so unique. So cryotherapy is one. Uh, when I started this, we, we had a, an idea of creating multiple pods, you know, and harnessing all of these natural elements into different pods. And cold therapy was one pod, uh, flotation therapy, you know, with uh, salt water in another pod. A second pod could be red light therapy uh, with LED. Uh, and then another pod could be a salt room uh, and, then, and then so forth and so on. An infrared sauna even, uh, compression, vibration, and of course, hyperbaric with oxygen. So all these elements were harnessing in into various pods or various rooms or various treatment areas that make sense. So, you know, they're not doing everything all at once, of course, but we can rotate them around the circuit that, that addresses various things in our body. And like you said, train the sympathetic system uh, and, 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 and bounce from one modality to the next. And so those are some of the elements that we have, of course. Uh, um, modalities and then they're they're all packaged up in various you know various modules modalities and from handheld units to you know compression units like uh, leg compression arm leg compressions and things like that to you know whole body treatment systems when when it comes to cryotherapy of course when it comes to float when it comes to red light and infrared and then you know like I said targeted systems that we can focus on specific areas that's fantastic. So you have a whole array of products mm -hmm. and then you promote these. And, and, and do people, I guess when you have a client or so that wants to open up a center, you probably will see this individual or company house more of these types of modalities and under one roof so that a person or a client that comes in there, they're able to pick depending on their specific ailment, which array of modalities to use or to, or to expose themselves um, in, in, a, in a specific time period. Yeah. Uh, when, when they, one of the things that we do as CryonX is we, we sit down and educate the consumer in the beginning and then ongoing. You know, we provide educational training uh, so that they can understand and, and, and they can get ongoing information on how these things, you know, help the individual 
so that they too are talking like experts to the individual when those questions do arise. And then if they have anything, you know, any questions that uh, they can't answer, of course, we're always there to support them. But our focus is on education and training ongoing, why this all makes sense. Um, we see everything come across our table and it, uh, so far so good. You know, we're addressing everything and people are seeing the relief that they came into their business. For. That's awesome. Hey, Dr. Diva here. Thank you to all my listeners who supported my book and helped to make it a huge success. You all helped us hit number one in Barnes & Noble, number one in the categories of oncology, cancer, healing, and medical ebooks, and number 21 in all of the Kindle store. We also were able to achieve number three on the Wall Street Journal bestseller list. If you haven't gotten your copy, you can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or booksandmillion.com. Visit from doctortopatient.com to become part of our growing community of health and wellness aficionados and to learn more. You know, I know like over, I think it was maybe before the football season started last year, or maybe it was a year before that, I can't remember the time frame, but there was an issue where a professional NFL player a, by the initials AB <laughs> had an issue where he had um, frostbite as a result of going into a cryo chamber. And I, I don't know the details of this. Maybe since you're in the industry, you might be able to uh, educate us as to what he did wrong because um, I'm sure that was the issue. Sure. Uh, with, with cryotherapy, now there is, you know, a... Uh uh, a growth of electric units, right? That don't use uh, liquid nitrogen. Uh, and those are the types of units, like when you ask me whether or not they're going to be in homes or not, those are what I see being in homes because it's much easy, easier to, to plug and play, you know, and, and operate. You don't need to roll in liquid nitrogen uh, into a space to do that. Uh, what, what happened in, in this situation? And we don't know whether or not it was true or not, but it, it will happen. People will uh, have, 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 have gotten burned from uh, extreme cold, but it's not necessarily the, the frigid temperatures. I mean, you know, we can control it. It doesn't drop below that, um, uh, that mark of, of freezing the skin. It's, it's liquid nitrogen. I don't know if you also know, but liquid nitrogen itself won't burn you. We, we create the heat uh, on our bodies so that when liquid nitrogen drops onto our skin, a sort of like layer uh, happens of moisture between our skin and that liquid nitrogen to bead off, to roll off the body. Okay. It's not, an, but when that liquid nitrogen gets soaked up into a piece of fabric, let's like say slippers, socks, then the fabric then encapsulates that liquid nitrogen and freezes the fabric. And then it's the fabric that then burns the skin. I see. So the effect of the liquid nitrogen, but it's the fabric. I see. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen those those scientists out there that go crazy and they pour liquid nitrogen over their hands. They've even and I don't promote. I'm not even going to mention it because people are going. You know, I don't want people to try it, but it doesn't burn you. It's fairly safe in that regard. But it's when it's not. You know, if if he may have gone in with slippers and socks that were wet because that's another thing if it's it's if there's moisture in it from previous usage or his own sweat uh, wets the uh, material 
that can get frozen in these uh, sub-freezing temperatures and then could then burn his skin. So like I said, it's, it's not the unit that burns the individual. It's not the liquid nitrogen that burns the individual. It's, it's what they're wearing first and foremost. Right. And so some of these places that I've been to, the cryo tank specifically, they make you wear like a set of gloves to cover mm-hmm. your hands and, and like these thick socks that cover your feet. I mean, they're not wet, but what is the standard of care when you are entering a, a tank uh, like this? So standard of care, of course, is trying to protect those, uh, the hands and the feet, because as, as you know, the skin in those, um, in those uh, parts of your body are much thinner. And the idea is that the, you know, during this, the, the sympathetic system is triggered and fight or flight. And so the blood from the peripheral tissues pulled away from the extremities to preserve the core, right? The organs, the vital organs. And so once that, that blood leaves those areas, it's then vulnerable to the cold because there's nothing to warm it. And so we want to initially protect those areas. So gloves, socks, um, uh, for men, uh, underwear, mm-hmm. uh, and, 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 pretty much slipper socks and that's it, you know? So they go in and they get, uh, they get, um, uh, they go into the system with this extreme cold temperature. Now in, in Europe where this all began, a lot of times they don't even wear a lot of that, you know, they go in, uh, without these materials and then they come out, but they do continue to protect those, uh, you know, hands and feet foremost because of that. And, and for the listeners, are there any contraindications as to when a cryotherapy shouldn't be utilized? Of course, yeah. Any any heart issues, high blood pressure, Raynaud's disease, pregnancy, of course, cancer, uh, and beginning diabetes as well. And and there were uh, there was a slew of others. Uh, I'm leaning, you know, more on research as we move along to continue furthering what is what is a, a contraindication. But those are the main ones right there. Right. Okay. I appreciate you letting us know that there's contraindications and it's really important that mm-hmm. everyone is a candidate for uh, cryotherapy or cold thermogenesis. Yeah. And some of the things, I mean, like uh, urticuria, people, people are, can be um, allergic to cold. So I've seen people's skin with hives after a uh, cold experience like this. Anxiety disorders, you know, um, where I've seen someone just inside in this sub-freezing temperatures uh, where they're sweating and we've had to stop a session because of, of that, you know, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you're not handling this well, so let's stop that. And those, those are things we have to continue to add and, and research and see, you know, what it, what it does to individuals like that. Right. And to maximize the benefit, I, I know that people are encouraged to do the full three minutes, but if people are only able to do, I don't know, 30 seconds to a minute, are they still able to receive the benefits of cold immersion therapy or? Yeah, it's, it's, it, you know, the numbers are all, you know, they're still, they still vary around there, but a minute and a half, if you can withstand the, the temperature of negative 160, I would say negative 166 is what I've seen published out there as well negative 166 Fahrenheit for a minute 30, then you, you, you've created what we call thermal shock. Got it. Okay. So, so long as you can do that, then great. And, and most individuals, if they're just starting it, uh, we start them at negative 180. So we already know that they're going to experience that negative 180 
it, it, it literally just tricks your system and you don't feel that because it just, you know, hits the surface. You don't feel it in your core like you do when you do an ice plunge or an ice bath, right? You don't, you don't jump in and, and the cold therapy doesn't penetrate through to your organs. It's just right. your skin. So it's fairly comfortable, the experience that people um, uh, tell us and, and, and talk to us about after the, you know, the, the session. Got it. And if our listeners wanted to find more information about you or your company, where can they look on online? We're on cryonext.tech.tech, and that's cryonext uh, is, is where our website is. And we've got various Facebook uh, groups out there uh, from um, our own business network group in the cryo world to our location where we house all of our equipment. Uh, we run demos and, and, and sessions there and training. Uh, we call it the cryonext labs where we have all of our equipment and uh, we invite people to come in. Uh, to see that, that are local or have visited here. Uh, we do promote a annual event. We've done our second one called the Human Optimization Event, uh, where we showcase all of our modalities. We invite, invite individuals from the sports world. We actually do it during the Pro Bowl season. Hopefully next year we have a Pro Bowl. Uh, hopefully yeah. we have a season. I'd love to see that AB gentleman uh, play in Tampa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you know I mean? So, It'll be fun, but yeah, human optimization, that is, that's our focus, our goal, to get these uh, modalities out there to the masses, uh, to get it into the right hands, to do it right, uh, and, and continue to grow this. Well, awesome. I appreciate all the work that you're doing on the research front. Uh, we just need more people like yourself uh, and more studies so we can really identify the benefits uh, of, of cryotherapy and, and cold body thermogenesis. Uh, Joel, I appreciate you coming on the show today. Uh, and uh, be, be safe out there. And, yes. And thanks again. Be safe. That's the word of the uh, week. So you take care too. And thank you so much.